Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the CEO with Avraham Gatile. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. She is the CEO of My Connected Health and a 20-year veteran of the cybersecurity industry, a well-known international cybersecurity influencer, successful keynote speaker, and three-time published author. She worked for the United States Defense Intelligence Agency and the Department of Defense, as well as many other three-lettered government agencies and the White House. It is my pleasure to welcome Tyler Cohen Wood. Welcome, Tyler. Well, thank you so much for, for having me. Absolutely. You know, Tyler, your background is really cool. Um, you were working in the Defense Intelligence Agency, and now you ended up as a CEO of a health tech company. How did you go from the DIA to My Connected Health? Well, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, when, when I was at DIA, um, I was a, a deputy division chief uh, for the special communications office. And what I did was I developed very complex out of the box solutions to help keep our special special forces safe when traveling in high threat areas. And I really became involved in a lot of working groups and all kinds of interesting things within the intelligence community that were cyber protective capabilities. And it's building those complex systems that helped me get to my connected health. Interesting. So your experience in the security agency helped you with health tech because after all, you know, you need to know the building blocks of keeping systems secure, which makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. So what gave you the idea for My Connected Health? I mean, that's so radically different from security. According to the National Institute of Health, as many as 25 million Americans, that's one in 13, suffer from a rare or undiagnosed condition. And in 2018, I became one of those people. Um, It started off as a foodborne illness that landed me in the hospital, and it really began to progress from there. And the first diagnosis that I got was a flu. We did a test that was testing for something else, but gave me a, a, a diagnosis of something called gastrogresis, which is a condition where your stomach and your GI system doesn't work properly and it doesn't properly move food through your system. And I knew there was something else because all of the tests kept showing that. I mean, I'm an old lady. I know my body. And when it's someone- not that old. <laughs> Thanks. Come back in 40 years. <laughs> but I know my body and I know when something's wrong. And- there were tests that kept showing there was something else wrong. And so I started going from doctor to doctor, trying to figure out what was wrong, but I would go to the GI doctor and ask about issues in the endocrine um, specialty. And they would send me to the endocrinologist who would say, you need to go back to the GI. And it was questions like, well, can you guys talk to each other? And the answer was almost always no. Um, often, actually, the answer was, I wish there was a way to do that. That would be great if there was. You can't just pick up the phone? You know, no, it, no, it's an it, invention that, you know, from over 100 years ago. 
<laughs> exactly. Wow. Um, that's incredible. I, it was awful. And I felt myself stuck in what I call an endless loop of specialty siloing. And, you know, again, there were so many doctors that wanted to communicate with other doctors, but they couldn't. And the onus, unfortunately, is on the patient to bring your records, review your records, consolidate them, try to make sense of them. And I quickly realized that there's just no way any doctor has the time to review every single test result, put it in a chronology, look at reference ranges and do all of that work. It's just not possible. Um, so I built my first chart and my first chart actually did that for the doctors. And <clears throat> every doctor I showed it to was like, where did you get this? And I said, I created it. But it was actually this chart that helped catch a problem that <clears throat> literally saved my life. Um, it found an issue with a mineral that I couldn't keep in my body and it was at a dangerous level. So it was, I don't know if we would have figured it out without the charts, but we still knew something was wrong and we didn't have the whole story. And the hardest part about this is getting sicker and sicker, but feeling as if you have to pretend like you're healthy. And that's really difficult. Um, you, have I to, you have to go, you have to go about life. You have to go through. Exactly. Your exactly. And I continued doing speaking engagements, training, other work, but it was really getting hard to pretend like everything was fine. And throughout all this, <clears throat> I knew that someone or the right someone's when pieced together had the solution to my problem. And it was just a matter of finding what those connections were. And this is really when I came up with the My Connected Health concept. I somehow knew that what I needed was a team of healthcare professionals and the help of some kind of patient crowd and the best of technology working on my case with me, the patient at the center. But I was really sick and this was 2019 and the world was not ready for a system like this because people weren't really used to telehealth. It wasn't a standard practice. So in early 2019, I'd been using a concierge service um, that had a bunch of doctors. They helped with record consolidation. And one of the doctors on my case told me that I was just going to have to find a way to live with it and stop focusing so much on trying to get a diagnosis. And I just couldn't help wondering that if it was her, would she have just found a way to live with it? I and was gonna say the same thing. I mean, like how arrogant is that? It's ridiculous. I don't understand who could possibly, if you're sick, could, could stop trying to find out what was causing the problem. And at this point, I felt so victimized by the illness, my own body, by people who didn't understand why I couldn't get a diagnosis, and honestly, by the healthcare industry that was sworn to help me. So I, I gave up. I was too sick, I was too beaten down, and I decided to go the alternative uh, healthcare route. So I started doing yoga and seeking alternative professionals, um, herb, herb, herbologists, cupping, diet, and all of this really helped. 
But I couldn't deny that I was getting sicker and sicker, sicker, and new symptoms were starting to pop up. But I just was like, there's no way I can do this again, going through different, the doctors and the doctors siloing. And I got lucky in December of 2019, a friend from yoga insisted that I go to her GI doctor. She swore that this doctor literally saved her life. So I decided to go and I went in there feeling defeated already, expecting for it to be just like all the other appointments, but it wasn't, it was different. And this doctor explained that you need to treat the entire body and not just in individual components. And I'm telling you, Avraham, <laughs> I felt like I was in an alternative universe because it was crazy. And I felt something that I hadn't felt in a very long time, and that was hope. And I really believed they could help me. So we started doing tests, and we just kind of kept going. And in February, I had um, a cardiac issue, which required me to go to a cardiologist. They helped me find one. And again, I was lucky. The cardiologist is, is fantastic. Um, again, they wanted to work together. Still, there was really no way to do it without me bringing things back and forth. Um, and we just continued. And I felt like we were finally getting somewhere, even though I was getting sicker. And I knew that no matter how bad the diagnosis was, if I didn't know, I had no chance. And we were getting somewhere and then came COVID and the world changed overnight. And I decided I was going to do something about it. And I decided I was going to make my connected health a reality because I knew that it would help so many people. And then the most incredible thing happened in May. Um, <clears throat> I was playing around with some potential logic statements for my connected health. And I was using my own test results as case data. And while doing that, um, I was picking up a bunch of folders and one of the alternative healthcare doctors that I had gone to in 2019, I'm telling you, Avraham, it was strange. The folder just kind of fell down and opened to a test result. And it was, I, I had no idea what the test even was, but I looked at one of the um, results and it, I was thinking, that's really high. So I plugged it in with other uh, statements that I'd been using to try di and diagnose myself. And I inadvertently came up with the diagnosis. And wow. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, but all the hairs on the back of my neck stood up because I knew this was what I had. And it even explained things that I didn't even know were symptoms. And I, I called my doctor and I said, Dr. Wendy, I have this. And she said, oh my gosh, Tyler, I've only seen one case of this in my life, but you do have this. And we tested and I have a uh, autoimmune disease. that's pretty rare called systemic sclerosis. And, you know, the outlook isn't great, but I can't tell you how relieved I felt to finally have a diagnosis, no matter how bad that diagnosis may be, because without it, I knew I didn't have a chance. With it, I have a chance. And I believe very strongly that there is no disease that does not have a cure. 
We just may not know what the cure is yet. And it's through collaboration that we find those cures. And I have made it my personal mission that anyone else who is suffering with, uh, with a disease, I want for them to have that same chance. And I vowed that I would do whatever it took to make sure that no one else had to go through what I went through to get their diagnosis. Wow, that is an incredible story. And, you know, just something that really stands out in my mind is the way you said one out of 13 people have a, an undiagnosed illness that, um, you know, they're suffering from with no diagnosis or treatment in sight. One out of 13 means that there's nobody in the world that doesn't know somebody that's going through something like this, you know, just to put it into perspective. So we either have something ourselves or we know somebody, we have a friend, we have a relative that's just got this never ending cycle of going to doctors, hospitals and, and suffering. And they're not doing it for attention. Like many people say they are. No, um, they're, they're, they're not. And, and the believability factor is very hard, especially if you have an autoimmune disease where you don't actually from the outside look that sick unless someone's looking closely. And, right. you know, that's, that's definitely a problem that a lot of people have to suffer through too. And it's very tough. So what are the challenges that healthcare providers face when it comes to diagnosing and treating these kinds of ailments? Well, there's a few issues. One is the specialty siloing. Um, I love that term. Of, <laughs> it, it is what it is. <laughs> but one of the other problems is one of the things that I touched upon before in my, my story, and that's, it is very hard for a doctor to sift through all of the data that I sifted through. And I mean, it took, it took a very long time to really go through records. And it was something that I was constantly working on. And there's just no way one person, one doctor can do this by themselves. And there's things that can get missed because doctors will look at something as a snapshot of what that test result is, but without a chronology and without all of the legwork that would take forever for them to do, they can only really see that test, but things can get missed. Like for example, if you have um, a, a something that falls, you know, slightly below the reference range, but it's sometimes right at the bottom of the reference range. And somebody's well, a little a, sensitive to, to that. Yes. And, and, and that's, that's really, time is one of the biggest problems too. One of the others is if you're only focused on one specialty, you're not really understanding how other specialties or those other body parts fit in with your specialty. <clears throat> and it's very difficult. And there can be a bias sometimes too, um, when patients go to doctors where um, some, I, I mean, along the way, oftentimes, and I would come across um, the, the case where the doctor would kind of look at the test result and say, yeah, this isn't normal, but she looks good. You mean if, she, they, if, if the person is female and blonde, the doctors tend to be more dismissive? Yes. And, and many times, uh, you know, they would look at my husband and say, has she been under a lot of stress lately? And it, it's, 
it's it's just difficult. Now, fortunately, that was some doctors that I that is not the majority of healthcare professionals, but it is something that you know you you run into, and it's something that makes it harder. You know, one, one of the biggest problems is people lose hope, and it's demoralizing. It's dismissive. It's horrible to be in that position and be fighting to find out what's wrong with you and come up against roadblocks many steps of the way. Absolutely. And the thing you said uh, about the specialty silos um, and, you know, even people that are helpful, like you said, everybody has their own specialty. A cardiologist might not know what's wrong with your foot and a dentist won't know why, you know, your heart is having palpitations and so on. And you really need to know everything. All these pieces need to know, need to fit together in order to to get the answer that you're looking for. And there's one other issue too. If something is very specific to a specialty, to be able to order that test, oftentimes it has to come from within that specialty. So there's specialty siloing within um, insurance codes as well. And I, I didn't even consider that. Well, that's actually why um, the GI doctor I was seeing sent me to the cardiologist because there were very specialized tests that had to be done by the cardiologist because it really is not in their realm. Which adds another layer to these challenges. So just getting back to this whole complexity of the different parts being intertwined, I believe that we are so fortunate to be living in a day and age where we are blessed with the latest cutting edge technologies, such as artificial intelligence and machine learning. And I know that many healthcare leaders and innovators are leveraging these technologies to develop solutions that will drastically improve people's lives. And I also know that your company, My Connected Health, is working on a first of its kind solution that leverages these technologies to completely revolutionize healthcare can you share with us some detail about what your company is working on? Sure. So the My Connected Health system, it's AI driven, it's physical and telehealth, scalable, secure, collaborative, global patient-centric method of delivering healthcare. And what all those words mean is essentially this is a global healthcare platform using the best of uh, the crowd and the patient crowd is actually very important because you learn a lot and doctors learn a lot from patients too, um, but also using AI to help build uh, global doctor teams and other healthcare professional teams that actually work around the patient and AI and machine learning help the doctors by doing that sort of dirty work that takes a really long time because those technologies can process that information more quickly. And the machine is actually learning what's happening per case. And it's going to eventually be able to be predictive. And having a healthcare system where you have <clears throat> these doctor teams with doctors from all over the world working on one specific case, if you think about the upskilling that one healthcare professional will learn just from one case, because they're going to learn how other specialties um, or even within the same specialties, just with a different healthcare system, you know, maybe a doctor in Japan, a doctor in Sweden, one in California, they're going to be learning these new methodologies. And just in one case, their skills are going to be up, up 
so significantly, but more importantly, so is the machine. And this really is the best way to be able to diagnose and successfully treat these, these patients. It's bringing together the best of all of these methodologies. And another thing, when you think about it, I know how much my insurance company spent on me. I know how much I've spent on my healthcare, but if I had gotten a diagnosis within a month with a system like this behind me, the costs would have been reduced significantly. So it's also about cutting, cutting costs to um, the patient, the insurance company, the government sponsored system to whoever, but also giving people and their families back that, that chance and giving them a diagnosis, giving them treatment and the best healthcare possible. I love this. This is literally a win, win, win for all parties. <laughs> uh, you know, from you know what I'm hearing, just you know, to paraphrase, um, to put things into perspective, you know, you were talking about your specific situation with systemic sclerosis, where your doctor in D.C. saw one patient in in his whole career, right? But mm-hmm. there are. 55 people between Uzbekistan and China and Singapore and somewhere in Africa that had it in the last 10 years. And if we had the combined data of all these patients, that would have helped you and vice versa. Your, your data is helping somebody, you know, in, in far off, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is a collaborative system that takes advantage to all the data silos, as, as you put it, and puts them all together. Um, from the doctor's perspective, you know, the doctor will be able to help patient, more patients rapidly. An insurance company doesn't have to pay all this money for ridiculous tests that don't get anywhere. I, I love this. Exactly. You're right. Uh, it, it also deduplicates tests. And I mean, that's an enormous cost saving too. So this sounds really exciting. And like it, it sounds like it's going to completely change the world as we know it. What will it take to get the solution out to the masses? Well, we have a very strong leadership team and board of directors. Uh, We're building the engineering team as we speak. Um, We are currently fundraising. And as soon as our first round is complete, we can bring the solution into prototype and start beta testing. And after the next round, we expect to have a working system. And, you know, it's really exciting that Um, You know, this is going to really break down silos and it's going to give those patients and their families the answers that they need, but it's also going to help us not only beat disease, but get ahead of it. And it's all through collaboration and working together and kind of thinking a little outside of the box that is going to help us to do that. And I, it's, it's also, you know, you brought up COVID. And this solution will help track uh, what happens with COVID patients down in, in the long term. It can help, you know, look for where mutations or mutated strains are. But also, if there's ever another pandemic, you know, in our future, this is going to help us get ahead of it. And it's quicker. Yeah. the mission really is to rid the world of disease. Something that you just said 
I just wanted to highlight this for everybody listening. Um, you had said that this solution will not only help cure disease, but it'll help you get ahead. And the focus here is on wellness, right? You don't want to just fix something that's broken. You want to maintain good health, you know, not get sick in the first place. And, and from what I'm understanding here is that people can go in for regular checkups and have it um, analyze, you know, your blood work, your DNA, or what have you, and help predict things that might that that with a little course correction today will prevent ailments from happening in the future. That's exactly the that is a big part of it, too, is being able to predict trends. And, you know, there's a lot of great work that's being done in genetics and studying genetics with disease. And when you bring all of those those minds together, but you also put it into a practical application, um, we really have tools to not just fix fix the, the problem, but also prevent a problem from happening in the first place. And it's really utilizing these predictive methods that are going to help us do that. And this is something that will benefit each and every one of us on this yes. planet. Yes. I mean, one of, one of the, my favorite things about it is that it gives access to people who did not have access to healthcare before. Maybe they're in um, a country that doesn't have good healthcare, doesn't have, allow them to have access to healthcare. Maybe they're in a very remote location. If they have a phone, they're on the system. And it's just as simple as that. And it really levels the playing field because it's not just picking and choosing, it's actually giving everybody the same fantastic healthcare option as everybody else has. That's wonderful. Tyler, how do people connect with you? So the best way to connect with me is you can reach me at tyler at myconnectedhealth.net. Um, you can also find me on Twitter uh, at Tyler Cohen Wood. You can also uh, find me on LinkedIn. Again, Tyler Cohen Wood. Facebook, Tyler Cohen Wood. Um, so I'm pr pretty easily found. Pretty much everywhere out there. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. And I'll post all that to the show notes so people can just click on that and get right to you. Perfect. Tyler, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience? So parting words, um, if you're suffering from a condition or you know someone that's suffering from a condition, there is help coming. And we are really fortunate to be blessed with technology and with some amazing doctors and healthcare professionals and it really is a personal mission to pay this forward to the next generation by really developing this technology that will not only improve our lives, but also improve the lives of our children, grandchildren, and their grandchildren, and generations to come. Tyler, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much.